What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back again with a rewind, the MLW Rewind. And with me, second oldest man on the planet, Mr. 1400 Views, yep. Mr. Straight Edge, Mr. Has to ride my coattails with the pineapple bubbly. This fucking guy. Please help me welcome my podcast life partner, Lewis Carlin. Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, great, great introduction there. Mr. 1400 views is one video that got lucky. It's just one video that got lucky on oh, the 1400 views. It's great. It's awesome. It's one video. I think it was, which video was it? Tell the people which video it was, was. still it was the, when Leo Rush and Calvin Tang were going to make their debut for MLW. So I did a review, uh, I'm sorry, a video before we started doing MLW Rewind on Leo Rush and Calvin Tangman making the MLW they debuting it. It's at fourteen hundred, I think sixty seven views right now, and uh, it's uh, I'm I'm happy with it. And um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. nobody's mad at you. Nobody's jealous. That's great. You're promoting MLW, and that's what we do on the show. All right, this week's episode, we had the main event we've all been waiting for. That's right. I'm just kidding. All right, so this week's episode started with... <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to get out of the way. Actually, you know what? I will state this on wax. It actually wasn't bad. We'll get to it, obviously, later on the show. We always yeah, start from the top good. and work our way down. So at the start of the show, we get a recap of how Fatu and Oliver title fight came to be. We get that, you know, awesome, you know, package that they always do. They MLW does a really good promo package when it's big enough, a big fight. They always tell you from beginning to end, the stages and how everything went. I enjoyed the package. Then we get the opening credits. And right away, boom, the first thing we're going to hear from, or first thing we know we're going to hear later on the show is a fallout from Filthy Island. We're going to hear from Tom Lawler. And we also know security's been tripled due to the Los Parks and Contra Unit tag team title match, plus the main event. We know that Calvin Tankman is going to verse the Rado Kid. And the first match of the night was actually the tag team championship match. So this was Davari yeah. and Simon Gotch versus Los Parks. And Los Parks came out with Serena De La Renta. And I actually wrote this in my notes. I'll screenshot it to you after. Came out with Selena De La Renta looking fine as wine in the summertime. <laughs> she looked great in that white dress. She looked fucking drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, she looked pretty good. And she came out with El Jefe's associate. I don't know who this El Jefe is. We don't know who El Jefe is yet. We're, we're hoping we'll find out soon. But this was the beginning stages of what you and I had touched on. I want to say four or five episodes back at least. This was the, the, the faction of Formosios Dorado, now Azteca Underground, and Contra coming together. This was that explosion that we knew was going to happen because when you have two big-time factions in one facility, they're eventually going to crash. They have yep. to. It's just yep. the cards. It's the way wrestling is written. So this was that first taste of that as we had those parts putting their titles up against the Contra unit. Um, I liked the, the, the kind of psychology in the beginning of the match, the back and forth. There was, you know, I'm stronger than you. You're stronger than me. Let's ring the bell. Ref tried to establish, you know, authority early. Really, really, really did try. But um, it really fell on deaf ears, in my opinion. Uh, the beginning stages, we had Davari and uh, Iho Del... Del if I'm saying it right, Ijo de la de LA Park, I guess. Um, yeah. The younger LA Park, the more fit LA Park. Uh, him and Davari going back and forth with the submissions and the counters. And <laughs> every time Gotch got in the ring, did you notice this happened like three times? Every time Gotch got in the ring to break up a submission, 
LA Park got in the ring and threw Gotch out the same side of the ring like three or four <laughs> times in a row. I was like, is anything else going to happen here? And it did. Finally, we got a suicide dive and there was some stuff outside. Um, and then um, uh, no team really establishing dominance early, in my opinion. Uh, but one thing was cool. They tried to get that third member of those parks in and the ref finally caught it. Yep. Stopped it. And he kiboshed mm-hmm. it completely, which was pretty cool. But at the same time that was going on, um, there was a double team on from Contra unit on uh, the younger LA park and who shows up at justice. They grab both, both feet of both Contra members. We get a double bulldog and he hold Del Rey uh, starts looking at things. Starts getting things into control. And then to end the match, we had a spear from L.A. Park on Davari for the one, the two, and the three. Um, Los Parks retains due to the interference from Injustice. Uh, we'll get into the next part of the show after. But what did you think of this match? I mean, I thought as an opener it would be a little bit better. I didn't like, like I said, the exact same situations happening. Gotch would come in the ring, break up a submission. L.A. Park would throw him out of the ring, do nothing. Gotch would walk around the ring, yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, this match was okay. It wasn't great. For the first buildup between Contra and Promociones Dorano or Aztec Underground, uh, I thought it would have been better because this has kind of been building for a little bit. Uh, but it was okay. It wasn't the greatest match on the card for the night, for sure. But it was all right. What were your thoughts? Yeah, it was, it was a good match. It was a good match. You could get the feeling, you get two heel tag teams. You, you kind of get the feeling that, we're in for an uncontrollable brawl between both teams. And we didn't really get that uncontrollable brawl. When they first came in, they were trying to get at each other. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be, this is going to be a huge brawl between both teams, but we didn't quite get that. And uh, I, I love the, um, I wrote down um, when he held De La Park. I can't pronounce the name either. Uh, the, the thinner one, when he, he bent over backwards on Davari and he did the bridge for that submission hold. That yeah. was pretty cool. I, I don't recall ever seeing that before. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned the double dive to the outside. Uh, but it was, it was a good opener. I like Injustice getting involved. You know, we get to see Jordan Oliver prior to his match with Fatu. The heavyweight, uh, baby, the heavyweight. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They're showing that there's still going to be thorns in the sides of uh, Contra. Uh, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a good opener. Like you said, it wasn't great, but it, it, was, a, it was a good opener. All right. Then we had a Von Erichs promo on Tom Lawler and Filthy Island. That was and weird. A, it was a weird promo. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Hammerstone or, or I can't remember who. Somebody was going to face a hammerhead shark. And yeah. one of the Von Erichs has beaten a hammerhead shark. And there was just yeah. a lot of there was way too much effort to just say Tom Lawler sucks. And we hate him. And next time we see him, we're going to beat him. Like they could have just said that. What's this about Wrestle Island? Is this is are they making fun of um, Filthy Island, or is this going to be a real thing? I, know, I, I hope it. I hope it isn't because Filthy yeah, Island too, just needs to it's, stay it's, in all its glory. Yeah, and nobody Wrestle, can touch Filthy Island. Wrestle Wrestle Island would be stupid if because when he said Tom Lawler in the main events could have faced Hammerhead, I thought he meant Hammerstone. Yo, you know, he's but then he's an actual actual hammerhead shark, and I think it was Marshall or or Ross. I I can never tell which one. Who's is the which. blonde one? Is Marshall the, the blonde one? I think Marshall is. I think that's Ross. If I'm not oh, mistaken, I think Ross. Okay, well, the taller one who always wears the cowboy hat, he said that he's apparently beaten a hammerhead shark multiple okay. times. Okay, he said he slapped the claw hold on the hat on my hammerhead shark. <laughs> Uh, whatever. Okay. Great, great. Really, really weird promo there by the Von Erics. And uh, one of the worst, I think one of the worst promos they were, they've ever done, man. I, mean, it, I don't it, know. It the one, really the one bad. with their dad was 
pretty bad as well. But I'll, I'll probably agree with you that they've definitely their promo skills need work, and this is why. Maybe, maybe they need to bring in Jim Cornette. <laughs> you know what, Corny would definitely shut him straight. That's yeah. for sure. I, yeah, I will that's say for that. Sure. I hate Jim Cornette, but I will say that he's got a great mind for the business. Uh, yeah. And speaking of Jim Cornette, we actually talked about him quite a bit in last week's episode, which was my one-on-one with Gringo Loco. Uh, we did not do a rewind last week. So that one is still available both on my page and Lewis's page. So check that one out. It's an awesome interview with somebody who I consider to be one of the uh, coolest dudes to watch in wrestling today, period. I enjoyed that interview very much with Gringo Loco. And um, so be sure to check that one out, plus all the rest of our older content. Yep, of course. Um, Then we got Selena and Alicia, another great interview. I, I, I love these two. I find them so entertaining. The back and forth is far from over, but uh, Selena says she's planning to go after the open weight title. She's addicted to gold. She's got to get her hands on it. And um, she says that Alicia should already know that because her and her boy toy, Richard Holiday, <laughs> uh, Selena and then Alicia right away says, what? My boy toy? What are you talking about? Selena then kicks Alicia out of her own interview. Uh, I just, like I said at the beginning, I really do love these two. I love the chemistry. I think they they play off each other so well. And um We've got another boy toy. Shawn Michaels was the first one, but it looks like we may have another one, a rarefied boy toy, if you really think about it. Yeah, actually, I tweeted out. I tweeted out after I watched the episode. I said, Richard Holiday, are you, um, do you have a a crush on Alicia Toot? And he was like, no, I don't, but I think he does. I think he does. And uh, we'll, we'll get that to, we'll get to that a little later, but I, I think he does. I think he does because it does come up again during the show. Absolutely. Okay. Now this is a head scratch for me. I thought I saw something that I might've not saw, but in the, right after this promo, there was a screenshot of Perot, Mike Perot returning next week, but then he appeared this week. So maybe I missed that. Was I right? Am I right on that? Or I, I don't that? recall seeing anything that says he's going to show up next week. So okay. I don't remember. Well, I might've missed that. Maybe I said he appear, appearing next is what it said. Uh, probably maybe next, I read it yeah. wrong, but it uh, Perot showed up. Uh, he's coming back to be the greatest heavyweight of all time. And he's in a squash match with a young man named Jason Duggan. Kid looked to be about 120 pounds dripping wet uh, and against a 300-pounder. I do love how MLW puts on these old-school squash matches, though. I really do love that. Uh, match lasted not very long. I think it was just over two minutes. Definitely longer than Bud Heavy against Low-Key. Yeah. And uh, it ended with a murder bomb, which is Bro's take <laughs> on a power bomb. And uh, I like it. The heavyweight division is starting to look pretty stacked right now. We got Perot, who looks beastly, who could definitely give Jacob Fatu a run for his money. And we've got Mel Mortis in there. Plus, we've also got Calvin Tankman. So I kind of like the way the heavyweight division is kind of shaping up. And you can't forget about Hammerstone, the openweight championship. So I think there's some actual good contenders that can have some good matches. And right after that match, we had a, a promo from Perot, and he's challenged Mel Mortis to a fight after what he did to Sabio Vega. So we're going to get that uh hopefully upcoming soon what are your thoughts on perot and the murder bomb i i <laughs> before we get on to the pro i just want to just go back for a second and just say selena delarenta is absolutely fantastic she um she's a great I talker said that. i said that. I, I know I said but i i wanted to say it because i uh, she's so talented i'm a big fan i just wanted to get that uh we, we get know that, we know your that. team selena and team alicia i think the chemistry i think they play off each other very yeah. well so I think they're both, we should give both the devils their due, but that's fine. You want to kiss Selena's ass? No problem. Okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, 
I'm not kissing Alicia's ass. I actually told her to her face that I was Team Alicia. And if Selena ever came on the show, I would would tell Selena the same thing. I'm still Team Alicia. I'm I'm Team Selena. Uh, Yeah, we know that. But you didn't have the balls to say it to Alicia's face that you were Team Selena. You said it when she wasn't on the interview. Go back and watch it, Lewis. You didn't say it. I know, I know. But but I, I, being me, Mr. I punked out. I punked out. Yeah, you punked out like a little bitch. I will say to Selena, if she ever comes on the show, uh, we're definitely not going to pay her rate, but if she ever comes on the show (laughs) and gives us her time voluntarily, uh, I will tell her I'm Team Alicia. And I always if she ever comes on the if she ever comes on the show for free, we'll uh we'll 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 let her know our feelings. Absolutely. She yeah. gives us time uh, like everybody else is giving us time, no problem. Yeah. But uh okay, so I, I don't mean to get off Perot. Uh Perot, actually I'm a big fan of Perot. Uh, I was a big fan of him in um when he was with all Japan Pro Wrestling with Odyssey. Uh they were a great tag team, but uh he says he wants to be the greatest heavyweight of all time. Um don't know if he'll be the greatest heavyweight of all time, but he could try, he could try. Uh but uh I love his his um the, the the name murder bomb murder it's just uh, just murder he's like i'm gonna hit you with a murder bomb no way you're gonna right. get up from a murder bomb not from parole it's too but, bad macho man's not alive because i could see macho man managing him could you see it <laughs> yeah but he hits you with that murder bomb <laughs> yeah well, well hogan watch out for that murder bomb brother <laughs> let me tell you something brother when that murder bomb hits you it's murder <laughs> in the silver dome <laughs> brother brother <laughs> Um, oh fuck yeah but uh yeah i mean he's he perot is a beast and him against mil muertes uh i think it'll be a great match and they've actually they did announce in two weeks it's gonna be they're gonna be facing off one of them i had to, I'm, I'm going through the show you're you're killing the momentum <laughs> of everything that we do this is a standard same show every week i said we'll get to that a little later on and then you again oh they announced it two weeks yes they did but they didn't announce it till later in the show there's a whole bunch of matches that we have to get through oh to later gosh. in the show. So <sighs> let's might as well get to those now. And figure no, out where, okay. Well, I mean, you've gone fucking ahead and ruined the whole goddamn thing. I don't even know where those are in my notes right now. We'll have to go back. Fucking jackass. Unbelievable. Like, yes, yes, they did announce it for two weeks now, but they announced it later on in the show. We're going bit by bit, stage by stage. And you okay. literally... You've taken the wind out of my sails. I want to get this episode done now. Okay. Tom Lawler promo <laughs> saying low key and the Von Ericks destroyed Filthy Island. And right before they announced Tom Lawler in the promo, the announcer, one of the announcers, the announcing team said Tom Lawler had to flee the island in the middle of the night. And he's mad at Loki because he destroyed the Von Ericks Jeep. How dare you destroy your friend's Jeep? And he says that the Von Ericks, low-key, anybody, he dares them to take on Kevin Koo. And then he said he had to get stints in his back, all kinds of shit. Apparently, he's all fucked up. It was a great promo. It, it was the icing on the cake to a great episode from Filthy Island last week. That beautiful disaster, or two weeks ago, sorry, that beautiful disaster that we talked about. And, um, yeah, so what are your thoughts on the Tom Lawler promo as we try to keep the momentum of the show moving <laughs> forward and not jump ahead? This was fantastic. I love when he said, I hurt my back. I needed to get 50 <laughs> stitches. I needed 50 <laughs> stitches in my back. And then he said, and he's like, he's like, I challenged ACH and the Von Erics to step up and face Kevin Koo. Kevin Koo. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes not not it's just like when he gave garini the lube and said this yeah, is just not face, for you it's for him it's like kevin face kevin Koo, face kevin Koo. <laughs> but that was he's he's fantastic i love tom law there's you know you compare the von eric promo to this one and it's just it's night just day. um night, night and day, day. Yeah. this was fantastic love yeah, tom lawler it was a great promo and, and again i think the alicia and selena promo after the von eric's promo definitely kept the momentum of the episode going you almost instantly forgot about that god-awful promo from the von erics all right then we get another recap on tjb and tjp sorry and boku dao uh uh tjp with that great one-liner of course he looks up to me four foot eleven uh they read they, they definitely had to retell that one-liner which was great and uh then we get a promo from boku dao himself is he was bullied not gonna take it he challenges tjp to a match which we'll find out later on in the show. That's okay. for you. Okay. And then we okay. get another another uh, Azteca Underground recruitment ad pops up. Well, can I can I talk about this promo for a second before we jump ahead? Sure. Is, is that okay? Absolutely. I, I I didn't want to really touch on it. I just want to move on from it. But okay, uh, I get. I, I, I know exactly what you're going to say. But yeah, sure. Go ahead. No, let's let's hear. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? Uh, <laughs> do you? Nobody's invested. I'm not invested. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't, I don't much care about Boku Dao, and if he's gonna beat, uh, this is that age-old story that we talked about. TJP's gonna try to, you know, right the wrongs and teach the kid a little something and give him a hard life lesson, like a receipt almost. They don't give receipts anymore in wrestling, but back in the day, they used to give receipts. And uh, this is now Boku Dao's receipt, in my honest opinion. Uh, TJP's frustrated. We get that Boku Dao feels like he was bullied. I'm not invested in this storyline. I just wanted to end. That's my honest opinion, but go ahead. Floor's yours. No, you actually uh, said exactly what I was going to say, <laughs> man. But uh, but I think this whole thing is going to end. The match is over. TJP is going to lift them up and say, I did this for you. I did this to make you a better man. They're going to shake hands. They're going to hug. And um, Dow's probably going to cry like a little baby. And uh, all will be good between the both of them. And, or, uh, or the flip side. And the flip side is, is that TJP puts up, you know, raises his hand, say, I did this for you. I did this for you. And then like clotheslines him or bitch max him. Or maybe Dow turns heel. You never, you, there's, there is a couple different ways it could yeah, work. That could but in work. In the end, yeah. are we really invested? I am not. And I will state that. I love and, TJP, but I don't like Boku Dao and I don't really much care for the story. And I'm with you on that. I don't really care for it either. All right. So moving okay. on then, Azteca Underground recruitment ad pops up again. This is the second or third time I've seen it. Uh, go to the website, check it out. Join. Join. It's okay. endless. The possibilities are endless if you join. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to everybody. Go and join. I want to I wanna find out who El Jefe is. So maybe if they get enough recruitment, we'll finally find out who the fuck El Jefe is. So, And then we get an Oliver promo about his world title match. Reed's still stating. Well, he's with Reed. He's still stating he's a heavyweight. He's, a heavy, he's not that boy he was. But yeah. I did appreciate that Oliver said that Fatou was going to fuck him up and beat his ass. <laughs> but he will outlast Fatou. And he will become the new MLW champion. I appreciated the honesty. I really did. Fatu, I know you're going to fuck me up and beat my ass. But I'm going to outlast you. Okay. No, you won't. The, th the floor is now yours, Lewis. Go ahead. 
It was an okay promo. I, I, he likes to curse, I guess, Oliver. He does a lot of cursing. Uh, I know last week, I think, was it last week? He said, I want that fucking title. A couple, weeks, this ago, week, a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. This week, he's like, I know you're going to fuck me up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, for two. <laughs> well, I do like the fact that MLW doesn't bleep out the swearing. I appreciate yeah. that. It's a YouTube show, and you're allowed yeah. to do that. So I, I think it kind of gives the wrestlers a little bit more creative control in their promos. They don't have to watch their P's and Q's. It's almost like every promo, we could have a pipe bomb. But compare this promo to the Von Erichs promo. Which one was promo of the night? If those were the only two promos, oh, which one wins? Definitely the Von Erichs. <laughs> no I'm kidding. It's of course okay. Oliver. Of course Oliver. Ooh, for a second, Oliver. I was about to just end the meeting. We're not even going to release this <laughs> 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 All right. The next match on the card is T- Calvin Tankman versus the Rado Kid. Heavyweight versus cruiserweight, middleweight, whatever you want to say. Uh, one part of this match I absolutely jumped up from my couch was the shoulder takedown. Oh, my Ross God. Aikman. He sent Laredo Kid across the ring. <laughs> like, it was almost like when, I don't know if you watch Dragon Ball Z at all, but when somebody turns Super Saiyan and that beam comes out, it literally looked like a beam of light came out of Tankman's <laughs> shoulder, and he shot this dude across the ring. Listen, if there's anybody that watches our show that doesn't watch MLW, they just watch our show to catch up on what's going on, that's great. We love and appreciate you. But please, go to about the 22-minute mark of the show and just watch this shoulder tackle. It was fucking incredible. <laughs> it was absolutely great. Um, Tankman was handling the match for a bit. He definitely handled it for majority of it after that point. Uh, but Laredo kid continuing to fight, continue to kick out, continuing to show the grind. Uh, I loved the back and forth that was happening in the middle of the bat- match. But then we had that spinning back fist into the into the pinning power bomb. Another uh, kick out by the Laredo kid. A few more counters until we get the Tankman driver, and it's all over. It's game over. Whenever he hits that driver, there's no getting up. That driver is like literally the most protected move right now next to Jacob Fatou's moonsault in MLW. Your thoughts? Was it me or did it, did it look like Laredo Kid wasn't really into the match in the beginning? Did you notice that as well? Or I, I, I felt that maybe he uh, I felt that maybe he thought this was probably a waste of his time or talents, but after the shoulder tackle, he really seemed to be yeah. okay. Like, I'm not yeah. gonna get embarrassed by you, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm now I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Yeah, I'm but gonna try right. now. I think that shoulder tackle was again a receipt, an old school receipt to Sarah. You don't want to be in a match with me, that's fine, yeah. but I'm gonna hurt you. And yeah, that that move legitimately looked like it caused the rate Laredo kid some discomfort. I will say that. Yeah, no, I mean, of course. I think you're right there because Laredo kid, maybe he was upset that he was booked to lose. He didn't want to lose. And uh, Tankman may have taken exception to that and just leveled him with that shoulder. And kid said, okay, I better wake up. I don't want to get hit like that again. Well, if you um, think about it from Laredo kid's perspective, though, the last couple of weeks uh, from him losing the AAA Cruiserweight title to where he is now have not gone his way. He has not no. had a good stretch of weeks in MLW. He's no. literally lost every match that he's been on the last couple of weeks from losing to Leo Rush, losing the title, to now losing to Calvin Tankman. Now, mind you, he put up, he did put up a fight once he got his receipt, but yeah. he did not look like he wanted to be there in that match at all. And I, I, I think that I think that's a, an insult to Calvin Tankman because Tankman's a great talent. And I think Laredo Kid should have put a little bit more into it until he got his bell rung and then was like, okay, now I got to try a little bit. I got to. I got to at least give myself a redeeming quality, but uh, Tankman deserved that win and decisively so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, 
Laredo Kid was, was booked to be his toughest opponent. And it didn't look like it was going to be that way until he got hit with that shoulder tackle. And then, you know, Laredo Kid got a lot of offense in and it, it turned out to be a, a decent, decent, actually, I would say a solid match uh, between the two. And um, Tateman going over on Laredo Kid is great, but we had Tateman against Laredo Kid, Tateman against Senshi. It's time we see Tateman against somebody his size, see what he could do against somebody uh, his size. And there was a promo. He cut a promo after that. And why don't you let us know who uh, he cut the promo on? Since I mentioned it's be it'd be good to see Takeman take on somebody his size. Takeman cuts the promo and he dedicates it the win to his daughter and the fans. Says they've been loyal and he appreciates that. And he's gunning for someone. He's actually gunning for someone with a championship around their waist. <gasps> Shocker! He's gunning for Jacob for two. He wants him, and I'm intrigued. I think this is great. But again, again, just to reiterate, this is somebody jumping the line. On the Openweight Champion. The yep. Openweight Champion, Alex Hammerstone, has the belt. Still has yet to get a title shot. And we'll get on to a little bit later on the show what he's going to be doing. But I, I don't get how people could just jump the line. Right now, in my opinion, like we talked about it last, last week or two weeks ago, the Openweight title has no credibility because they're not utilizing it at all. The dude who has the belt, he's had the belt for close to two years, and he still doesn't have a title shot. I'm sorry, you cannot say the number one contender holds the open weight title because obviously he doesn't because everyone else can jump the line. ACH, um, you know, uh, uh, now Calvin Takeman. I mean, shit, I could call, I could go there and say, fuck, Bud Heavy. You say, I want a title <laughs> shot and get one before Alex Hammerstone at this point. Shout out to Bud Heavy. We love the guy. That's why we keep bringing him up. We're promoting Bud Heavy because we want to see more of him. But come on, man. Like, why, why, why say the open weight champion is the number one contender if he's clearly not? I, I have to address this. I, I need answers on this. I mean, I agree. I was thinking the same thing as why, why is Calvin Tankman, you know, going to be next in line? What about Alexander Hammerstone? Hammerstone, well, I don't want to jump ahead. Something happened uh, later on. But um, it uh, definitely, uh, I don't know why they keep, I know they want to keep the two apart and set up like a super, super match between the two. But it's been like two years, like you said. Enough enough is enough. Let's get them together. Let's get it over with. And that's, that, then we can move on to Calvin Tankman or, or somebody else. But uh, it's, I agree with you, man. It's should be Hammerstone right now, not, not Tankman. Yeah, but uh, we do see Hammerstone on this episode. Uh, actually, uh, we see Hammerstone and Holiday in the men's bathroom. Holiday trying to figure out right shoulder, left shoulder. Where will the strap, the Caribbean championship lie? Then Alicia L2 busts in the men's bathroom. Says she doesn't care. She confronts both of them, asking point blank to Holiday why Selena is saying he is her boy toy. Uh, Holiday starts laughing. Says he wouldn't belittle himself and put himself in the same situation or same area as Alicia Altoot. And uh, then he says that um, uh, she, uh, he, he doesn't, doesn't care uh, about the rumors. And Hammerstone interrupts, tells Alicia he doesn't care about the rumors, doesn't care about Promotios Dorado. Let them know we're Dynasty. We're not afraid of their overaged and plus-sized luchadors. Holiday says, go back and tell Selena we, you would never breathe the rarefied air of me being your boy toy. She rolls her eyes, tells Holiday she hates him, leaves. Hammerstone looks at Holiday point blank with a kind of Cheshire cat grin and says, you got a crush, don't you? Holiday says, no. <laughs> Hammer laughs, walks away. Hammer, no, Hammer, Hammer. Then he just kind of shrugs his shoulder and goes, so Richard, we know you love MLW Rewind. You've been on the show twice. Maybe you got to come back a third time. You got to address this because maybe she's not breathing the rarefied air. 
but maybe you've come down to just the regular Joe's and you've been breathing in some normal air. Oh boy. Maybe you and Alicia have been getting a little cozy. Mm, Richard, maybe. So I I don't know. I'm just saying. And NCD thinks Holiday has a crush on Alicia Matute. I think I think there's a little crush there. Well, if he's not caffeinated or caffeining, as he put it on his Twitter earlier today, he's just not he's not caring about life. And he's always, always caffeining, as he put it. So an NCD like you would be able to see the picture differently than he would or me because we both drink yeah. coffee. Yeah, I think yeah, I think uh, I think we'll see more of this crush. I think this crush is I gonna really, it's gonna really play out. Liked, sorry to interrupt. I really would have liked him to start singing the Shawn Michaels theme song when Hammerstone walked away. Be like, "That's <laughs> your boy." So I would have loved that. I would have. I would have fucking laughed my ass off. I thought for a second they were gonna do that, but he didn't. But fuck, did I would I was hoping for? It. I was like, "Come on, start singing it, start singing it, bro." And he didn't. No, no, no. I was like, oh. "That was yeah, that would have been pretty good. That would have been good, man." But I like how we though he says uh, Selena should never use him and Alicia Toot in the same sentence is, is a great line also. <laughs> That's a great line. Great line. Holiday is fantastic. He's a great talker, man. Um, I just wish we would see we would see him in the ring a little bit more, but I think that's his character to to, to stay out of the ring and hold on to that Caribbean title. But uh, he's great, great talent, Holiday. Even though he doesn't like me, uh, he's a he's a great talent. <laughs> All right, we get another. Uh... We'll get another recap on the injustice attack. Uh, and the, and uh, what? Oh, yeah. And Oliver saying he wants another title shot. Sorry, I couldn't read my notes there for a second. And then we get a Joseph Samael promo saying there will be another death in the injustice family. Then Jacob Batu comes out saying he's going to bitch slap Oliver. Uh, I like these quick promos from Contra. I thought they were great. Um, looks like we've, we're running out of time here. I don't know why. But uh, maybe it's because we had a little technical issues beforehand. Yeah. But anyways, uh, what's your thoughts on this before we kind of go kind of get into this main event? Uh, The the Sam Sam L promo and for two promo. They're they're okay. Combined promo together. Nothing special. Just just a regular promo. Nothing special. I love hearing Jacob for two saying he's going to bitch slap Oliver, though. That made my day. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was pretty good. I guess, uh, you know. Uh, Oliver said he's he's gonna he wants the fucking title. Fatu says I'm gonna bitch slap you. So it's it's a curse fest. It's a curse fest. So it's uh it's entertaining. entertaining. For somebody like you with your virgin ears, that's got to be a lot. Of yeah, I know. I was like, oh my god, I oh I can't. That's enough. No more. No more. <laughs> All right. And before the main event, we get another recap on the Gino Medina and uh, Gringo Loco. I guess feud that's kind of building. A few weeks ago, after their match, it's spilled in the back. Medina promo on Gringo Loco, calling him a fake luchador. Medina is going to expose Loco for being a ripoff. And then we get some major announcements. Um, Next week, we get Hammerstone versus L.A. Park. As Selena De Laurenta stated, she wants the openweight title. We know Perot was going to verse Mel Muertes. And uh, now it's main event time. So uh, do you have any thoughts on the Gino uh, Medina promo before we get into the main event? Yeah, why uh, why Gringo Loco? I thought he was going to feud with Holiday. I thought that that was the whole feud, the Medina Holiday, because they Medina says he quit Dynasty. Holiday said he was fired. I thought it was that was the feud there, but now he's going to feud with Gringo Loco. So I was a little confused there, but but nonetheless, Gringo Loco, great talent. It's it'll be a a, a great if they have another match, it'll be a great match as well. But I'm just confused why it's Holiday and why it's not Holiday. It's Gringo Loco. That's that's that was my only uh, question. I think there's still some there's still some angles to be worked out between the holiday and Savio Vega storyline, even though it's kind of ended. Yeah, that's true. There's still that's some, true. There's still some lingering questions, if you will. 
Uh, I don't know why I did that either, but there's still some lingering questions. There's some question lingering mark. questions. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> All right, so it's main event time. Oliver comes out with Reed. Batu comes out with Davari. Obviously, the equalizer to Reed. Uh, we get a suicide die from Oliver right off the bat before the bell. Uh, finally, everybody rolls into the ring. Uh, goes for a gut. Uh, Fatu goes for a gut wrench. Countered. Uh, by Oliver, Fatu rolls outside of the ring. Oliver goes, this I love this part. Oliver goes for another suicide dive. He's caught mid-dive by Fatu, dropped into a Samoan drop on the fucking floor. That was I even fantastic. Wrote that. I fucking love that. That was and fantastic. Fatu, he threw Oliver back into the ring, and he's just beating on Oliver. Just beating on Oliver. He countered everything Oliver could throw at him. Uh, chops on fat. Then we had a slap chop on Fatu's knee. Uh, Fatu kind of dropped. That's kind of imperative because we get into that later into the match. But as as Oliver is in the corner with stars in his eyes, Reed walks over, and I love Myron Reed. He walks over, tries to give Jordan Oliver a pep talk while he's got stars in his eyes, swinging at everything in front of him. And then what does Fatu do while while Oliver is getting this pep talk? He bites. Oliver's fingers and Oliver was thriving in pain, pain. Uh, Oliver kicking at Fatu doesn't even affect him. Fatu literally has an answer for everything. Another cool part, the Irish whip into the super kick when Oliver was going for the up and over, he caught him square in the fucking nose. Oh, that was dropped awesome. Oliver like a sack of potato. Um, then Fatu counters again. Uh, Oliver in the other corner uh, tries a sunset flip. There was no way. He was getting Fatu over on a sunset no, flip. No. Fatu went for the drop, but Oliver's a little bit more speedy. He slid out of the way. Uh, Davari tried to get involved. The ref sees that. And then we get this kind of cool part where Reed holds on to both of Fatu's legs and Oliver hits him with a super kick. Uh, then Reed goes around, super kicks Davari. So now Davari's taken out of the match. We get a slingshot over the top, caught, slammed on the apron by Fatu. Fatu goes for the moonsault, but the knee gives out. This is the imperative part. The knee gives out. Uh, he's trying again. He's struggling. And then this part was super cool. Probably the only cool part of the match from Oliver. Oliver, sorry. We had a German suplex uh, right over Fatu on his ass. And then he goes into a stunner. And then another stunner and two super kicks. I thought for sure something special was actually going to happen. And in this sequence, Oliver really impressed me. I figured, fuck. Two, uh, we had a German suplex, two stunners, and two super kicks fatu was reeling uh but he catches oliver another power bomb samoan drop fatu goes for the moonsault and it's over at the end of this match i'll get your thoughts in a minute because we only have a few minutes left but at the end of this match um contra comes out davari starts beating on reed the sensi death squad shows up with two body bags both members of injustice are in the body bags they're zipped up ready to be carried out and who walks out to save the day calvin tankman the big man he shows up he saves injustice Reed and Tankman are going after Fatu and Fatu just pushes Reed out of the way. And then it's Tankman and Reed and we get another amazing shoulder tackle, which sends Fatu reeling to the floor. He rolls out. He's pissed. We fade to black. I don't think I took a breath there for two minutes. Woo. No, you're all red and everything. <laughs> Woo. I'm trying to get it out. So what are your thoughts on everything before we uh, shout out our socials and say goodbye? This was a great or in the words of jordan oliver this was a fucking great main event this was fantastic i know we talked about how for two was gonna it's gonna be a squash match but oliver impressed the hell out of me man i mean as the match progressed 
I I became an Oliver fan. I was rooting for Oliver to to win, and there was a few points where I thought he was going to pull it out, but uh, but no, I I was rooting for Oliver. I was rooting for Oliver in this one. Uh, but uh, yeah, fantastic main event for two is fantastic. Probably the best heavyweight champion of of any promotion right now, in my opinion. Just so damn talented, and I'm so glad that they got him for a long term. Uh, I think for another two, three years, he's going to be in MLW. So that's – I would never take the belt off him. I would just leave it on him. As long as he's in the, in the company, I would leave that belt on him. And uh, just fantastic. I absolutely love the main event. And uh, I know we're running out of time here, 2.55. So I want to say um, the contra-attacking injustice was great. Tankman coming out. That was a great little uh, brawl there between everybody. Just one question is, is Tankman now the third member of Injustice? That remains to be seen. Uh, Maybe not a third member of Injustice, but definitely a short-term alliance. Because he wants for two. They need to handle Contra. So if anything, if Calvin Tankman joins Injustice to be a thorn in Fatou's side, eventually he's going to get that title shot. He's already told Fatou he's gunning for him. Now he came out to interrupt whatever they were doing to Injustice, what he didn't need to. And it wasn't to help Injustice. It was to send a message to Fatou and another great shoulder tackle. He had Fatou on his ass. Not yeah, as, no. not as, he didn't shoot him as far as he did Laredo Kid, but he shot him pretty damn fucking good. So And and poor, poor Oliver had to stay in that body bag for quite some time, huh? He did, he did. <laughs> But you know what? That's that's two weeks of solid MLW, and I think we're back to where we were in January. Filthy Island was great, and this was great, and I think we're back. So quickly, shout out the socials. Don't take forever. Okay, I'm just gonna say, uh, uh, are we gonna grade the show? I give it a B, real quick. I'll give it a B. Uh, that main event and Calvin yeah. Tankman's two shoulder yeah. tackles. I'm gonna give it an A. Okay, there we go. So, all right. So, socials: um, Twitter at Shooting Up North, um, Instagram at Alliance. PW Network and Alliance Pro Wrestling Network on Facebook. YouTube is Alliance Pro Wrestling Network. Head on over there. Hit that subscribe button, please. Thank you. Your turn. All right, guys. As always, uh, at underscore Straight Talk on Twitter, Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram and Facebook, and Straight Talk Wrestling on YouTube. And yes, please hit that subscribe button. I just actually hit 250 subscribers today, so I'm really proud of that. Uh, It's awesome. And I just dropped my interview with Georgia Smith. So be sure to check that one out because it was a great conversation. That's for my own personal stuff, Straight Talk Wrestling. And as always, me and my podcast life partner, we'll see everybody next week for another Rewind. Peace, love, and wrestling. Goodbye, Lewis. I know it's almost your bedtime. Take care. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.